When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Yo, what up? I'm to hear more. And I'm Patrick Cloud. And this is another episode of Damn Internet. You scary. Yeah. I hope that this sounds all right. I feel so weird with my mic. I feel like I'm on punishment and I can't talk into my mic right now. You just have a very girthy voice. <laughs> Did you call my goddamn voice girthy? The voice, the, the voice has trouble scooting the chair in. <laughs> <laughs> the voice got the fly unbuttoned after after meals. <laughs> the fly unbuttoned. You know, know how fool you gotta be when you like you go past the button to the zipper and just be like ah, can't even do the zipper right now. I uh, that was me yesterday actually. I ordered fool? I ordered a suitcase full of Popeyes. First of all, nigga. Where did you find? <laughs> no, because they gave me a ba- a bag that I've never seen in yeah. Popeyes. Is that this? It's this. Yeah, it looks like it looks like I bought it in a, a, the mall of Popeyes. <laughs> this, is, this is when you go to Popeyes gift shop. They give you this bag. Here's the thing. I I was first of all, I, this was Saturday. We're, we're recording this Monday, so yesterday was Sunday or D Day, the worst freaking day ever. Right. So I found myself eating Popeyes. I had like a couple, you know, a couple hennies there. Yeah. Not a couple hennies, just a couple of drinks of hennies. I, I had the, I had the, the, the Netflix. I was chilling. I'm I, glad I you cleared want, up the whole henny thing because we anything. was about to have a conversation after the show. Oh no, I would die. <laughs> I think I had like two cups. I'm okay. not a henny drinker. I, I'd be falling asleep. I don't drink I henny straight. I only drink it like in a French Connection. What's a French Connection? It's a Hennessy and Grand Moyer. That sounds awful. It is actually delicious. Grand Moyer is like a it's like an orange liqueur, mm-hmm. so it like smooths out the henny. Because henny is basically gasoline. I've seen oh, people start their car by putting henny in the gas. I've I've gone to Vegas before, and everybody was pre gaming with henny, and I fell asleep, and they went out. I never went out. I just woke up, and there was hella pictures. <laughs> everybody was around me, like, oh, this nigga fell asleep, and then they went. Yeah, out. that's about right. Serves you right. That's it. All right. That's it. But yeah, man, I was upset yesterday. I don't want to do no song today. Today is a, this is a horrible week. There's nothing else in the news that matters. Mm. It's just it's just LA is in a in a very dark dark place right now. We are um, obviously you guys have heard we lost a legend superhero. Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter accident, and uh, this hit this hit. I'm not yeah. even I ain't I ain't even gonna hold you. Uh, today's episode, just out of respect for Kobe and just not a lot of other things in the news that people are even trying to hear right now, uh, we are going to dedicate this episode uh, to Kobe mm-hmm. um, and just to you know celebrate some of his messages, some of the classic clips that we've um, come to know and love this guy by. Um, but we definitely want to also you know cheer you guys up too, and uh, we're going to start on a high note and you know talk about some. Well, other Wait things. a second, if we're going to try to cheer them up, we got to do a song there. I don't want to do a song. Got to do a song, man. I don't want to do a song. We have to do one. If we tell we got to cheer them up, we got to start on a high note. A high note would be the song, Pat. But the, no, the, we're freestyling, and if your 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 brain isn't at ease, it's gonna be a bad freestyle. Well, do you make the beat, not freestyle? All right, I'll make the beat. What okay. Kind of what, what kind of genre are we going with? 
Like I said, I'm very somber right now, so. I don't okay, know. I don't you can give what. me some like some some lo-fi trap or something like that. Oh, you want to just stick to somber? Yeah, but I'm gonna of... make the I'm gonna make the rap airy and fun. You want to do something happy like free design? All right, that works. What? Free design. Free Design is like an old 60s band. They just have very, very happy. I, just, I, did, I thought I was that out of the loop that I wasn't aware of a new genre of music. No, no, no. Free Design is a band <laughs> or, or that just called Free Design. I thought I was like, I don't know who these niggas flying are. Flying kites and stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, if we're going to make people be happy, yeah. I'm going to give a really happy beat. Okay, let's go. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. All right. <clears throat> That's right. We're getting happy out here. I'm going to Macy's. Go get something lacy. Yeah. Something for my lady. That's my little baby. I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping on back. Uh, back in the trap, in the back in the Lambo. Damn, my homie got guns just like he Rambo. Uh, damn, it's Harry. Damn, in the net, you scared. We always ride scary with Why Harry. Why do you always do, number one? I number do, two, I do. when did that turn into a trap song? You know what? It was like I, I couldn't find the melody that I needed to be on to match your... Your song. Well, that's the other thing. About a couple <laughs> seconds into it, I was like, "This is Law and Order." <laughs> this is Law and Order. I just amplified. <laughs> boom, boom, dun, 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 that was boom, boom. boom. I was absolutely like, made I was Law like, and Order. Yo, that was this is Law and Order. I, I, I can't to, stop. Now. I had to switch it up because it was like this is going nowhere. So I felt like they weren't expecting that too. Like jump up, jump out there. Like nobody expected. I didn't expect it before I knew it. My tongue was just doing things. Karate kicking my teeth. That's, uh, yeah, that's that was. <laughs> That was law and order. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I told you. I mean, I, I, I somehow I circled it back to a very negative concept. No, which is crime. Law and order may be negative in 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 the content that they present to us, but law and order is a good time, guys. It is. It's a great time. It Nothing is. better than not having anything to do on a Sunday or a Saturday. You get yeah, to sit at home law, and law watch and law and order. Huh? That's that's what you be doing. That's what I used to. do. I don't have the time to do it now. But yeah, back in the day, I'll turn on USA, man. Get one of those marathons? It seems like, yeah, you seem like a Law & Order guy. Oh, hell yeah. You seem like you were in, like had a bowl of chips and you were actually doing the song like boom, boom, boom. Nah, boom, I had a cup of coffee. Boom, boom, I had a cup of coffee, boom, my feet on, my slippers, my smoking roll. I have an ascot on for no reason. Watching Law & Order, taking notes. Law & Order. Law & Order. <laughs> Law & Order. Law & Order and a couple other shows have ruined certain movies for us. Like, we now know... They're like Weekend at Bernie's would never work. You remember Weekend at Bernie's? Before they had forensics. Very yeah, forensic files and all that shit. They just walking around with this dead body and it hasn't like turned into uh well, that's, a, that's what the what main thing, what, decomposed? Not decomposed, when the body, when the blood dries It gets up. cold? It dries up. Rigor mortis. Yeah. I only know what that is because of uh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, but, it was a good uh, song. It is a pretty good song. Uh, I feel like the main thing that Law and Order shows did to us is they made us paranoid because now we just think the worst in every single situation, which is probably the best. Yeah, you uh, got to be aware, got to be cognizant. Because, damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's real this out here. Life man. is crazy. So, <laughs> this is so random. This has nothing to do with anything. 
But um, do you ever get like an unknown number hit you up or like text you and they'll be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? And they don't do the whole like, hey, this is a new number. Yeah. They're just like, they just jump into the conversation. You're just like, what up? And you're like, how far should I let this go before asking who this is? Days. Huh? Days. You will let them like. Never just, admit to it. Yep. I will keep the conversation going. Until they admit it to them, like until they break some type of information. Yeah. Eventually they're going to give you something that you can use for context clues, but. I will never admit. But what if you don't know? Like who you talking to? Yeah. I would just say something wild like, hold on, let me hit you right back up for the drop this acid. Why would that help? Because if you, if you know the person and they know you don't drop acid, they're going to be like, Pat, what are you doing? You've changed since whatever, whatever. They should probably say something that will give you context clues of who they no, are. No, why would they do that? If you I, went to high school with them, you'd, you'd probably just be like, oh, okay, that's just what they're doing now. <laughs> Uh, is, all right, well, let me give me a second. Let me smoke this crap. I don't think that would be like they wouldn't be like, What? No, it's Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they do that? <laughs> don't do crack, it's Katie. Um, <laughs> well, you my, need better friends there. They're not gonna just intervene and like, because like my friends, if I'm like, Yo, I'm gonna go drop this acid real quick, whoever that is, they're gonna call me. They're not gonna text back, like, Hey, okay, something like that. My people were like, yeah, they're going to call me like, yo, what the fuck you doing out there in L.A.? You letting them change you? So they were calling and I would recognize the voice. Damn. Well, our reputations are very different. <laughs> my friends would be like, all right, I'll hit you back. Like, you right, need, Patrick. Well, you need better friends, too. You need to not have a reputation for the type of person that might drop acid. They might be like, it's Wednesday, Patrick. Why don't you just <laughs> do an acid in the forest? <laughs> you know what? That's not for fetch for you. I, I mean, this, be honest with you. I've done worst on week, week weekdays. <laughs> um, but no, I got a text today. I was in a meeting and it said, hey, you, how you how have you how have you been? Which is a, I'm like, you? Yeah. Who's you? That must well, you be. automatically know that's a chick. Oh, absolutely. I've mean, never hit up one of my homeboys. Hey, hey big you, head. Hey, you. Hey, you up? For sure. It's a girl. But it was just like you. OK. And I was like, hi. I went straight for it, though. I was like, I'm so sorry. But who is this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I switched contacts. I've ah. the same number since high school. Uh, side eye. Then they said, Ty Lease. Mm. Ty Lease. Is that a real name? That's what I was saying. I was like, this is either a prank mm -hmm. or like I just for some reason know somebody named Ty Lease and they have my number for some reason. So I went on Instagram. I went, I did all yeah, this research. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to do your like, due diligence. Who is Tylees? Right. I don't know anybody named Tylees. So I was just I was just like Tylees. I feel like shit. Where do I know you from? My bad. Hit me with a meme of a cry face. Just like <laughs> and was like, "Oh wow, LOL." So they're just dragging it out at this point. And I'm like, yeah. "Damn." For some reason, I was I was just thinking like this had to be in some type of professional setting. Mm -hmm. But then why would you say, "Hey you?" Right. Um and then then they it, it spiraled into, uh, it, we somehow we ended up, um, I'm going to assume you're not the guy who gave me his number at Starbucks a few weeks back. You don't even go to Starbucks. I was like, no, that wasn't me. What? <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> that fucking explains so it. So they hit me with the Will Smith uh, <laughs> Men in Black ah, That's fine, though. They're a fun person. Now y'all should at least be friends. Tell them to find you on Facebook. She's like, well, great. This was embarrassing. I'm sorry. Just forget about this. I was like, no worries. I hope he hits you up. 
They kept talking to me. I doubt it. This will happen. The universe is funny today. Wait, is this Patrick I met at the Insecure screening a while back? Like, she was reaching. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You should have told her to subscribe to the channel and your podcast, though. I, I, at this point, I was like, "This is I'm going to use this somehow. You should have told her, I know you're rocking with this. <laughs> but at some point, I just had to stop responding. I was just like, first of all, did you oh. wait two weeks to hit somebody up? And then we were confused that they didn't know who you were, ma'am? Which maybe she's one of those things like, I can't make the first move. For two weeks? Your money, would you ever make the first move? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You Mom. do? I think most chicks nowadays make, the, yeah, they make yeah. the first move. It's 2020. I mean, that's I, I respect that. Yeah. Because I've, I've always been with women who make the first move. Because mm-hmm. growing up, I was a little shy guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Do, do chicks make the first move in your DMs, though? Uh, yeah, but I'll be checking my DMs. Yeah. DMs have gotten weird. I have to check it because of Squadcast now, and it is some weird shit well that's the thing between great taste roast me dad jokes and all these other things that people were hitting me up for like and then you know obviously you get like certain opportunities through that so you have to like glance but for the most part it's like soundcloud links and yeah i get a lot of that too check my album out if i have time i'll be checking out the albums i found some dope shit on there people have hit me up with some really dope shit but then i get shit like this one dude from st louis in st louis we have fried rice we have rice houses um, and <laughs> our Chinese food is really fucking good, like really fucking good, right? We have this sandwich that you can only get at the Chinese spot, the rice house. It's called mm-hmm. a Saint Paul. So it's like egg, pickles. Well, on, inside of the egg, you have your choice of meat, and you also have like green sprouts and shit like that. Inside then, of the egg? Huh? Inside the like egg? They, like, like, it's almost like like a folded omelet, oh, okay. right? And then they put it in between two pieces of white bread, and you get mayo on it, pickles, cheese, all that type of shit. But they like they cook it hard, so like the egg kind of crusts, crusts mm-hmm. over. Crusts. <clears throat> it crusts over. You know what the fuck I'm saying? <laughs> fuck you, Pat. You know what I ain't for this story. The anyway, so this over. was some shit that you can only get in St. Louis, right? And this dude hit me up in my inbox. He's like, "Yo, y'all did best sandwich on Great Taste. How you not gonna represent for the St. Paul?" And I'm just like, "How the fuck am I gonna get it here?" Oh, was that back when we were physically doing them? Yeah, I think oh, so. Okay. And I was just like, "Bruh, like you, you rep for it. I rep for the Elvis, and I didn't have an Elvis." Nah, fuck that, bro. If we go, if we first of all, you have to understand, we were shooting great taste, and we had the food actually there. We were eating that fucking food. So, although I love a St. Paul, if I'm gonna get something that I can actually eat, I'm gonna get something that I want for that day, and I'm gonna rep for that shit. I've never had a St. Paul. It is. I would if I had the money. It's fucking, meat, egg, and what? It's all right. So, like, imagine like you know the, how they had the griddles and shit like that. So you throw like some ham on it, some shrimp. Some chicken, that's just like the special. You can get one meat or you can get like all of those. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> some bean sprouts, and then you like you let the egg like crust over. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you flip it, flip it, flip it. Now it's like it's sandwiched inside of this egg. All of that meat sandwiched inside of that egg. And now okay. it's got like a little golden crust around it, right? You slap that mayo on that sandwich. Oh, you don't have to get mayo. You say no mayo, right? But you slap that mayo on there, throw some pickles on there, then you put that egg crust over on there. Other piece of bread, that grease soak all in that bread with that mail. Take a bite of that. that sounds I'm, like a heart attack. I, it's, it's, you definitely should not eat more than yeah, one a month. One bite a month. No, no. Eat the whole thing the first time. But if it's you got eat that, that good sandwich, grease. you lose 13 years of your life. <laughs> yeah, but who the fuck want to live to be 100? Like, let's be real. Ain't nobody kicking it at 100. <laughs> what? Ain't nobody kicking it at 100. Name me 100-year-old that's partying right now. 
I don't know. You know, you'd be seeing like old people on like, Facebook. They'd be like, I'm 80 years old, and they're in the gym doing mm-hmm. like real. Did you see that video of that dude? There was like he's 98 years old, and he was at the start line of like a a, a marathon, not a, a marathon, but what is the cycle ones? Like a bicycle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Okay. That's not it. Whatever, whatever the race is for bicycles, he was at the front of it. He, he was on the ramp. Dusted, huh? No, he he was about to go down the ramp and just fell over <laughs> on the side of it. I mean, if you're a spectator, that's kind of best case scenario. <laughs> it's not like he gonna win. It might as well be funny. He like started to like pedal, and it was like that was it. I was just like, that's what happens when you live to be like a hundred, bro. That's mighty funny. Clock me out between seventy five and eighty. I'm good. If I make it to 75, I'm drinking cognac and smoking cigars every day. You already act like you're 75, low-key. Man, I've had a hard life, bro. <laughs> I made it. I made it out the hood, bro. If, it, if I don't go no further, I made it out of East St. Louis. I put on for my family. I put on for my city. I represented. I did what I was supposed to be, be doing while I was here. Fuck you, bang, You just banged on them real, I real hard. Sometimes you got to. <laughs> well, in other news, in, in cheerier news... Uh, we, we got a new, uh, we're part of a new show that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, it's called Canvas Conversations. Tahir and I pretty much painted a, a musician, uh, while we interviewed it, interviewed him. And, uh, you all right? You want to yeah. take a breath? You nah, I'm good. Uh, but we did a, a band called Phony People. Good guys. Uh, but there's an artist in the band who actually drew us while we were drawing them. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It was super dope, though. I, I knew he was going, it. I knew it's what crazy. he was doing. When I saw the That's other me. dude handling that paper, and I was like, this shit gonna be better than ours. It's my bandana. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I didn't see him do it. I would have sabotaged him. But yeah, <laughs> this is fire. I want to start showing off more art. But this was by uh, this was made by someone who we were drawing. So and you know a, he knows like real basic. art because like look at the shapes. Like he he drew the shapes first. Oh you know, yeah. To do like the triangles and when then they draw, draw the face. Like, the person. Yeah, I know how to do that. I was trying to do it. I messed up, so I was like, "All right, I'm just doing freehand. Like I know how to do I it." I could do that on the skull, and then I'll do the dimensions, and then yeah. I'll just draw an ass face after that. It doesn't yeah. really matter. My doesn't. forehead is huge on there. He made my forehead look like the bumper on the '68 Buick. <laughs> that shit is huge. He gave me a corner. Do you see the damn near corner on my forehead? That's but he's accurate enough. It's not that far off. Hey, man. Well, speaking of art, uh, we wanted to jump into our first sponsor of the day. This is brand new. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is a company called Paint Your Life. And it is, I mean, it's such a genius idea. I wish I thought of it myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, if you have a photo of yourself, a loved one, your family, your pets, you can pretty much go to this website and they will have a world-class artist Mm -hmm. paint it. This is hand done. And then you can get it framed, and it's actually affordable. A lot of yeah. times, getting a painting of yourself is is automatically associated with regal or royalty, or you know, costs a grip. I'm gonna I'm tell you what. I know a painter who charges it's, it's fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. for just like to book something with him, like oh, the wow. consultation, Jesus. and then to actually have the painting done is another like five thousand dollars. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, but paintyourlife.com, you can get an original original painting uh, by someone of a, a high caliber artist, mm-hmm. and it's actually affordable. I vouch for it. It and, is really good, and the quality is amazing. It makes for a perfect gift. It's mm-hmm. meaningful, personal, and it's something that really just lasts forever. You know, it's it's art. You know yeah. what I mean? If you if you've ever been into art but just didn't have the budget for it. 
they got you. They got you. This is another reason why this is so dope is because we live in the era of uh, cell phones and mm-hmm. just taking pictures on our phones and taking selfies and we never get anything printed out. Right. Like, do you have a photo album here? No. See, I do because I'm an old ass nigga, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, most people don't have photo albums on. You have to go to like your aunt's house or your grandma's house to find photo albums, but like this is taking it to the next level, going beyond a photo album mm-hmm. and actually getting the photo painted of you. Yep. Super dope. And it's super easy. You, you give them the photo and they paint it. And it's actually no risk. If you yeah. don't like it, you get refunded. Yeah. So that's pretty much, you know, just for business talk, that's pretty much saying that you not going to not like it. It's risk-free. <laughs> I, uh, not yeah, not like I it. sent the picture in and the first thing they sent me, I did not like. And I was like, ah, I don't like how this is. I don't like this. I kind of gave them detailed uh, reasons why I didn't like it. Another artist picked it up, did it over, sent it back to me. They will always send it to you. Uh, they'll send you a picture of it first before they ship it. And like, if you want to change anything, like where the artist's signature is, any of that type mm-hmm. of stuff, you can do that before you say, "I love this, please send it to me," and yep. then they'll go ahead and complete it. So get you get you a painting of yourself, uh, a la Rose from Titanic. Um, so right now, there's actually a limited time offer going on. You can get thirty percent off your painting. That's right, 30% off, and you get free shipping. So to get this special offer, you're actually going to text the word internet, all mm-hmm. right? Uh, you're going to text it to 64000. That's internet to 64000. Uh, zero, zero, zero. Um, I-N-T-E-R-N-E-T to 64000. Get yourself painted up. Um, all right, so yeah. that's that. Uh, with the gun. You said you went with the gun? I don't know why I did that. That's just really a go-to thing to do on yeah. camera. It um, felt right in the moment. <laughs> Immediately after I regretted it. Like unprotected sex. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of unprotected sex, the Grammys was this weekend. Uh, <laughs> uh, and some people got fucked. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Grammys got... Honestly, I didn't really care, to be honest. It was a I hard wanted. night to be excited about Canada anything. was at the Staples Center? Like, yeah. Man, nobody was... But they gave a lot of... They gave a lot of homage to uh, Kobe that mm-hmm. night. Like Alicia Keys uh, acknowledged that, that. Like we're we're celebrating tonight in the house that Kobe built. Like mm-hmm. everybody, Lizzo dedicated her performance to him. A lot of people did it. So yes. it was dope that you know we had that event to highlight this unfortunate event on that right. type of platform. Right. So. And you know. There was also the Nipsey tribute, which was yeah. another loss that we took, but it was beautiful to see that, and it was, you know, it was it was just a night that was filled with a, um, a lot of love. Bittersweet. A, yeah, it was very, very bittersweet, but, you know, people did come out, they showed out, um, shout out to Billie Eilish. Uh, Man, uh, she took home I don't really nice. know who she is, but she's been taking them home. Uh, Bad Guy is a really dope song. Yeah. Best New Artist, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, yeah. Record of the Year. I mean, this She won like three back to back. Like at the end of the show, she won the last three things back to back. Just like kept winning. Um, Lizzo took home uh, Truth Hopes. Uh, Truth Hopes. Truth Hurts. Uh, you okay? Anything all right at home? <laughs> Truth Hurts. <laughs> Uh, best pop solo performance, which is big because she's a pop star, you know? Yeah. Uh, Old Town Road, uh, Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus took home the best pop duo. Uh, he had a good performance too, Lil Nas X. Lil Nas, I like yeah, that yeah. kid, man. He's cool. Uh, Chemical Brothers are still winning stuff. That's so random. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day. Oh, and a big one was uh, Tyler the Creator. Um, yeah, man. Tyler the Creator won Best Rap Album. I, I never saw that coming. 
Which is interesting. You, you, yeah. I mean, he's he's very Grammy friendly. He's very yeah. artsy. I, I thought Igor was an amazing album. Um, I'm but, glad he won. I just I didn't think that the the, the Grammys would acknowledge someone like him. But I think Tyler is super dope. I've been a fan of him since the beginning. Oh yeah, he's from L.A. I mean, yeah. we've been listening since Bastard. But what's crazy is to see him on the Grammys right now, and he sort of like used his uh, speech to respectfully go at the Grammys in a way, because his, his main point was like a lot of people are, a lot of black artists are grouped into R&B and rap instead of just best overall or pop, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. he, uh, Speed, you know, I saw it real time, it was a mom. Like this. Um, but also, it sucks that whenever we, and I mean guys that look like me, do anything that's genre bending or that's anything, they always put it in a rap or urban category which is, and I don't like that urban word, it's just a politically correct way to say the N-word to me. So when I hear that, I'm just like, why can't we just be in pop? Why can't it just, you know what I mean? So I felt like half of me feels like the, the rap nomination was a backhanded compliment. Like, oh, uh, my little cousin wants to play the game, let's give him the unplugged controller so he could <laughs> shut up and feel good about it. That's crazy. That that's, could just be, you know, Tyler's, he's great for that. I think that might have been a pre-show uh, interview or something. Because, like, I know his mom was right next to him while he was doing Yeah, it. yeah. He, he When he was uh, up on stage, he, he pretty much had his, his mom with him. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because he's, like, playing the whole... He had the pick in the hair. He dressed yeah. up like a rap. Because I think that was, like, his way of getting at the whole, like, rap. Thing. Yeah. But I think he has a... I think he has a, a, a point, like... But wait, so does that mean that from this point up, in, in, in retrospect of what he's saying, if you have a whole album that is mainly rap, but you have some songs that you don't rap on, you kind of sing on, mm -hmm. from that point on, do, would you categorize the album as a rap album? Or would you say, album, this song is rap, this song is rap, this song is pop, this song is R&B, this song is rap, rap, rap? I don't know. I mean, I think that... Because that would seem like a lot. I, I think that he wanted album of the year. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Not necessarily rap album because like he said, I think that's a sort of a category that you can just put black artists whereas he felt like he was genre bending. So I think his point was like um, there are rappers who just straight up just turn in a rap album. Like mm -hmm. as good as it was, Eminem's album was a rap album. That mm -hmm. was a very like, you know, it had very old school vibes to it. Like it was a a album to show you that he can rap and had bars and i don't think that's what igor was trying to do right and igor you know he made the albums beats. haven't been like that though it's he's not a rapper that's yeah. why he's like more of an artist and i think that's his point he wants to be recognized on a level that's not like he says put in an urban category he mm. just wants to be recognized as having good music you know what i mean across I the, across the board like billy ellish is already somebody who's being acknowledged as having good music because she's being recognized as best artist song of the year album of the year and pop pop which is her mm -hmm. the the uh genre that she identifies with right so i think it's really just being having more uh mainstream recognition yeah. at the end of the day yeah i like tyler's music Tyler's dope. I mean, Tyler is the reason. Not, I'm not not to say that they wouldn't have made it on their own, or had they not had another uh, opportunity, had it not been for him. But mm -hmm. the internet, bro, like, how can you like, bro, the internet, one of the dopest groups out, like, 
I really fuck with Oh, them. you met the band, the internet. The band, yeah. the internet, yeah. Absolutely. And they was fucking with Odd Future first. That's how we got introduced to Odd, um, internet and mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Earl Sweatshirt. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. Like Tyler was like the web, like yeah. the, the center of the he was web, a nucleus. which is great. Yeah, man. And yeah, it's, it's like a lot of artists came from that, a lot of dope sounds, I think. It's weird to see that. Uh, it's funny, like I saw an interview that Young Thug did not too long ago. He was just like... I let you. I let you rappers be comfortable with yourselves. I got crucified. I got called gay so that y'all could start dressing the way you do. And I was like, "That's kind of true." He started doing a whole bunch of stuff. He got like all the flack for it, and then a bunch of rappers underneath him were just like, "Purse," you yeah. know what I mean? Skirt, and they got stuff for it. But it's like it's like Lil Wayne like took the like the blunt of everything, and then now all these people like are able to. do Now who did this? Was this Thug or Wayne that said this? Thug. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. So it's crazy. Like you know. We don't really take into account how influential Tyler probably is. Oh, definitely. Um, because you know he's, he, yeah. It's it's interesting to see like the new Tylers that are gonna sprout up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also shout out to um, Nipsey and Roddy Rich. They took home a, a a Grammy for "Racks in the Middle," which is you know obviously it was a very emotional uh, acceptance speech, mm. uh, being that you know Lauren London came up and Black uh, Black Sam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it sucks that we have to do this when they're when they're gone. But was there um, any album that you wish had been nominated that didn't get nominated for last year? Yes. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was upset that they didn't nominate Ari. I really? rocked with that Ari Lennox album, heavy. Hmm. So much fun could have got some love. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So much fun deluxe album. You, but you're a real big Thug fan. Mm-hmm. You're a big Thug fan. He out here changing rap one day at a time, one bar at a time. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm not. I'm not even gonna hate. He is. Thug is definitely influential. Thug He's definitely like the usher for this new generation to kind of He's like the lead usher them of in. this generation. Like, like lead them in. Like ushers lead you in. Oh, okay. okay He's okay. ushering in this new generation of rap. <laughs> I was like, interesting. I've never heard. He's <laughs> like the usher of this generation. <laughs> you make me wanna. Um, I'm trying to, no Astro Astro World was two years ago. Oh, for uh, Travis? Yeah, I don't. I didn't really have like a famous like a favorite album this past year. Yeah, yeah, not really. Or in the fuck about nothing outside of Thugger? I'm trying to think. What else came out last year? Um, Dreamville shit was dope. Yeah, Dreamville. I, I wouldn't been. I wouldn't have been mad if I had seen that one on. It. I figured they weren't gonna get it because I think people thought the album maybe was too all over the place. Mm-hmm. You had like some hardcore rap, then you had like some hip hop, and then you had like some R and B and shit. It was like all over the place, but um, well, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, before we go on, I just want to shout out uh, our second sponsor of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Phi Smart Collars. Now, this is you know we've talked about this before, and uh, I actually have it here today, yeah. so I can show the people. So if you if you guys don't know, this is the newest breed of dog collar. It is pretty much like a smartphone mm-hmm. on your dog's neck. This is the future. I'm about to put it on myself. Wait, wait a second. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not get crazy with it. Here it is. It's the Fi. Uh, think of it as like a Fitbit slash Apple Watch. 
for uh, your, your dog. dog. And uh, the crazy thing about it is that um, it, it has a full GPS on it. So you can just put your mind at ease if you have a dog that's always getting out, always escaping. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a dog that lives here named McLaren, and he's always running for the door. It's like he doesn't <laughs> like us. It's like he's genuine, genuinely in prison. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, it's, 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 it's great because a lot of people think that the chip that are in um, dogs... dogs um, have GPS capabilities and they don't, you can't find your dog if they have a chip. Uh, you can really only identify, it's only an ID. Identi so if yeah. they're found, then you can identify them. Um, but this lets you know exactly where they are, um, which should put you uh, dog lovers at ease. Mm -hmm. uh, but more importantly than that, it is an activity tracker uh, to make sure that your dog is staying in shape. If you have a dog walker and you don't want to make sure that he's not just chilling on the couch, that's what the inventor <laughs> The owner, yeah. yeah. The inventor <laughs> made this up because his dog walker was just chilling at home while this while they were at work. Um, not walking the dog. Not they got walking home, the, the dog. dog got Dog Mad energy, hyper. like, yeah, I just had 16 cups of coffee. <laughs> Doing pull-ups. Uh, so, yeah, cameras found that he was not walking the dog. Uh, so now the, the Fi Dog Collar can uh, help you with that, and it will track the activity so that you can have a buff and healthy uh, canine. I definitely was one of those people that thought, like, if the dog had the chip, then you find that dog sure anyway. I sure thought that. Yeah, I didn't read, but it makes sense. Like, RFID, that's mm -hmm. what that is. Yeah. Right? Like, it's the idea of the dog, but, like, it's not going to find it. It's not a GPS. Your dog's not D Jason Bourne. Right? <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's just like, yeah, I know, right? Like, the chip inside of him. Jesus he has like Christ, a, it's Jason Bourne. It has, like, a bank code with a, a lockbox and a pistol in it. <laughs> He's going to, pay, he going to pet sport, just waving his hand, just picking up his own dog food, walking out with bones and shit. <laughs> No, but the, the collar is, uh, I've, I've checked it out, it's pretty dope. Uh, you can see their daily step goals, mm -hmm. previous walks. You can even check breed rankings if you're trying to rank up your, your dog out here. That's crazy. Um, my dog, oh, yeah. I did it. My dog gets literally so little steps, bro. Like, really? My daughter only walks him to the edge of like the sidewalk mm -hmm. and then lets him go right there. And then she like walk him back. I have to literally tell him, hey, Elite, walk, hey. walk him to the corner, bro. Yeah. Because they don't take it to the dog. Bro. But he also like, he's not a like dog person or a people person. Like, uh -huh. he's outside. He doesn't really, he don't really vibe with people like that. Like, not you at the dogs crib. Are, are, are friendly. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like every It's so dog crazy because I don't interact with him. I interact with him the least, and I feel like he acts the most like me. Really? Like, yeah, because you know I don't like people like that. Yeah. And he'd be like, I don't really. Fuck, I don't fuck. He'll come up like, what's up? And then he'll just walk away. Like, right, right, right. And that's how I'd be like, we got to come. Oh, I ain't really rocking that now. That's funny. Um, no, but I mean, I, I think that uh, I think this is the new uh, the new wave in yeah. doggy technology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What? Doggy technology? No, I don't like it. Just you just, guys, no, you just, guys can just, have it if you want. If you want, if you want that slogan, it's the new age in doggy technology. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna lose can, the ad because <laughs> you can get fifty dollars off with our code D I Y S. Uh, so make sure you go to TryFi, and that's F I, kind of like Fido. Uh, TryFi dot com uh, to find out more. Mm -hmm. Check it fifty dollars off. Fifty dollars off. DIYs. All right, so I think it comes down to now to our main event. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, this is the, the the biggest thing in the news right now. This is the thing that's kind of got everybody in a funk. I posted a video yesterday. I was kind of driving around LA uh, doing my errands and. It really seemed like the city knew what happened. Yeah, you know, it's it felt like it just it changed because 
Kobe was just so detrimental uh, to, to, to LA. And I was, you know, I was born and raised here. So lost, uh, in, in LA, Kobe was like a lot of our heroes, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it's like we, but between the commercials that he was doing and the games that he was dominating and like, it was, it was just, it was our Michael Jordan. We got to experience that through a completely different athlete. If we didn't have Kobe, we would have probably had to still latch on to the whole Michael Jordan legacy as or Magic Johnson had, or Magic Johnson but those were people who had like left the league at mm-hmm. that time so we kind of like had our superhero our Michael Jordan uh, through Kobe Bryant so yeah this the, the news hit the city really really tough I saw a bunch of people uh, sort of collecting around uh, Staples Center even though yeah. it was Grammy night you, a lot, I don't know how they got that close to be honest uh, mm. that's a good point <laughs> um, very good but, point uh, but yeah, just I saw just heartbreaking interviews. You know, people that was just like, I've had this poster on my wall everywhere I've lived, and I'm 40. You know what Man. I mean? Like, it's, it's it was from lot. everybody too. It was from fans to other players in the league to mm-hmm. coaches. Doc Rivers. I saw Doc Rivers man. interview on uh, Instagram, and he man. He was not keeping it together. No. People literally could not. Yeah. And it's like there are celebrities that die or just tragic things that happen where people are just like, man, you know, shout out to the family. It's a really sad case. But there are people could not talk. Yeah. And that's that's impactful. It was really, really devastating news. Yeah. Um, And yeah, just to touch on that real quickly, like Doc Rivers and and other players, Um, you know, I I grew up in L.A. and... um, but I'm not, obviously, I'm not an athlete. <laughs> uh, it takes a lot of focus obviously. and determination and passion to be an athlete. I did not have those things. Uh, but still, You didn't have determination? Not for to, oh, to shoot a ball or to, to work out and sweat and be strong. Uh, Wait, you didn't have the determination to be strong? I was just, I just added that. <laughs> Media purposes. Um, <laughs> but if you think about the determination and focus it takes to be an athlete yeah i could only imagine how these guys in the league and who basketball was their life felt about kobe you know what i mean because like i watched basketball i loved kobe he was sort of like everybody's like uh role model i mean i i was lucky enough to grow up with my father but i knew like a lot of people who didn't and they and athletes was Felt, filled that void almost. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. somebody Michael looked Jordans, up to Jordans, the Kobe's, the, yeah. just the strong male role models. Uh, so, in their life. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you, you saw that in these Staples Center interviews, and especially when you see the, the I saw this dude in Iran, and I think he was playing in Israel or something like that, and when he found out the news, he had these, he just broke down completely. So I can only imagine like these people who wake up early every morning and hit the gym, like what Kobe must mean. Mm-hmm. To them, you know what I mean. That's that's just like a whole nother level of idolization. I'm sure. You know? I think it affected. Well, I know it affected different people people differently. Because uh-huh. like I wasn't a huge Kobe fan, but I appreciate what he added to the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I pre- appreciated his athleticism, athleticism, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that the things he did while he was there. Like I, I respect that and I acknowledge that all day yeah. long. But on a father sense. Oh yeah, that's like, horrifying. I know how upset I get when somebody cut me off. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, bro? Like, right. but I'm infuriated when somebody cuts me off and my daughter's in a car. Right. Because in that position, if they did something like if they didn't just cut me off and then like swerve back over, if they just hit me and we're on a mm-hmm. highway and I can't stop this car from hitting my car mm-hmm. and 
flipping or whatever, like to feel that helpless in that moment. Yeah. Um, I know the thoughts that go through my mind, so I can only imagine what may have been going through his mind. You know what I mean? Like to have your kid there and just feel that helpless. So I just, I pray for peace for a soul because I, again, like I know how affected I feel when somebody almost hits me when my daughter's in right. the car and I feel helpless in that moment. I feel insignificant in that moment. Mm -hmm. So I just pray for peace over his soul, um, over yeah. Gigi's soul. Every, every, all, all the parents that are in there. And, I, and that's one thing I do also want to say, like, like Kobe is the name. He's the most recognizable face. Mm -hmm. And then Gigi of uh, this horrible situation. But there were other families that were in that side of the helicopter. There were other families that were affected by this crash. And my heart and prayers and energy go out to everyone affected by it. Not just the people inside, but their families and friends as well. Because this shook this shook people to their core, bro. It's it's something that you didn't never... It, it's crazy because like with... Someone like Kobe Bryant, you never even associate him with dying at all. You know yeah. what I mean? He doesn't even seem like somebody who can die. Everybody's always like, dang, it sucks. Will Smith's getting old. You know, Denzel's getting old and stuff like that. But it's like, for some reason, Kobe was like in this superhero category. It's like a time gap. Yeah. It was just like, what do you mean? Helicopter crash. It was just like, wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? You didn't even categorize himself as that. But, you know, the like you said, the, the sad thing about a celebrity dying is that it, it, overshadows it does overshadow, it tends to overshadow yeah. some other people. So there were eight victims on the, um, the helicopter. It was Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant. It was also John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, and Alyssa Altobelli. This was a teammate of Gianna's and both of her parents. Mm -hmm. uh, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara... Uh, Zobayan. That was the pilot. I, I feel like it was the, the pilot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... So that's nine in total, because originally I heard it was just five, and then it came out later that it was nine in total. Is it nine? Yeah, it's nine. Okay, eight um, alongside Kobe. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. That is tragedy. Mm -hmm. Sheesh. And yeah, they're saying that um, just in terms of what happened, it's saying that maybe the uh, pilot misjudged the terrain and didn't uh, slow down because uh, apparently there was fog but yeah that is that's just something you do not you couldn't there's no way you could see it coming you know yeah there's really no way you could see it coming definitely didn't but yeah la is la is in a really difficult spot right now because a lot of people are, are saying that kobe sort of represented la you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it definitely changed stuff. things man i came out of bad boys yesterday I went to go see the movie, and I was coming out mm -hmm. of there. I was feeling good because I, I enjoyed the movie. I was like, "Oh man, it was a great way to finish off the franchise." And right, then right. the phones started blowing up. Like, oh, people, that's like how five different people hit me up, like, "Yo, you hear about Kobe? You hear about Kobe?" This before everything was confirmed yet, uh -huh. and then it was like, "No, what happened?" So I hop online, go to CNN, and go to Shave Room, all that. And mm -hmm. Just like, damn, bro, and it, it hit me right there in the movie. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple missed calls too, and it's just one of those things you don't really like. Uh, um, you don't really like process, you know, because I saw, I even saw it in the group chat a couple times and I was just like, what do you mean? Wait, what? And then I went and then it was just picture, picture. And that's when you know. Yeah. Once you just see the pictures, it's just like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. I just wanted to see a TMZ article that said hoax. You know, it was a yeah. hoax. Like, don't, don't worry about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like Morgan Freeman goes through that like every other month. <laughs> People are like, Morgan Freeman was found today okay in his house. And everybody's just I like, hate it, when they do that. those Goddamn memes, man. I hate that. My, my asshole drops immediately. I'm going to lose my <laughs> mind the moment I read something about Stevie. 
Stevie Wonder, oh, man, I'm, my old asshole is going to fall out. Oh, I'm never God, taking shit that's gonna be a again tough in my one. life. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah. That is going to be a tough one. But it's crazy. Like, even did you see the NBA 2K even had their people, the, mm. the players? Um, let me see. Where did I see that? It basically said that they had the uh, players in 2K were still, like, uh, Repping Kobe and saying their goodbyes and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. It's pretty intense. Let me see. That's crazy. It was something else going on with the NBA, right? In the- Here we go. Paying their respects for Kobe. They all had Laker jerseys on. They were, like, marching. Oh, wow. That's insanity. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. He's respected even on a virtual level. That's crazy. <laughs> um, now there's, there's actually a couple of debates saying should they change the NBA logo uh, so that it's Kobe. Because before, you know, it's Jerry West, right? Right. And that makes so much more sense because, like... I need to see the logo, see what it would be. Let me see. I need to see it. Kobe NBA logo. Man, that still, still doesn't seem real. It's like when Nipsey passed. Like, you just expected to hear... Like something about like him pulling through, like it still doesn't seem it still doesn't seem real. I think this was this was it. Yeah, this is the one that I saw. Oh wow! And obviously, you probably couldn't do purple and gold. Yeah, I, I think they were trying to go for like red, white, and blue. Yeah, but it's like who had more of an impact than Kobe? Like definitely not Jerry West, who's the first <laughs> one. Like I don't know any kids that are just like I want to go grow up and. <laughs> Play just like Jerry West, like no disrespect, but it's like nigga. you ever heard kids say that? What that they wanted to play like Jerry West? Never. Oh, man, you ain't been hanging out in the right spots. That where you got to change your watering holes. Little white kids wanted to be Kobe. Ain't nobody, ain't no culture bending for Jerry. You ain't never heard nobody take a shot and be like Jerry, Jerry West, or no black kids <laughs> was just like man. When I grow up, I'm trying to get that Jerry West money. Jerry, nobody. Ah oh, man, I think they should. I think it looks good. Yeah, I like it. He's tall. He is tall. He got them ears too. He's hitting the top of that uh, that logo. Man, he feels it out, man. <laughs> He's he feeling, feeling that out. logo out. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. I think they should do it. I personally think they should do it. Yeah. Uh, what else? Okay, so I want to go on to a couple of uh, classic Kobe clips. Yeah. Uh, that have been circling. Obviously, the uh, the picture clips. of him like talking to his daughter during like yeah. all the, that was like a meme like a week ago, and now it's just like. Sh- Man, it's like a it's, it's everywhere. Like a beautiful like reminder to like you know, uh, be, be like in the moment with your loved ones because you never know. Somebody had texted me yesterday when it happened. Um, making it home safe is oh, the right. most unappreciated blessing, mm-hmm. and it's literally like literally texted me this probably like like an hour after I found out, and I found out pretty early in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And literally, like, three hours later, that was, like, a gif or a meme that was just floating around. I was like, that's crazy. Right? All right, so this is my favorite Kobe uh, clip of all time because he doesn't say anything, but it kind of, like, breaks down, like, oh, wait, exactly wait, wait. Is who this, Kobe uh, is. This is the flinch. Ah, oh, this, this is, is so the good. Kobe doesn't flinch. Yo, that's so good. The crowd went crazy when that happened because it's like, bam, like. Focused. That just like represents focus, focus, laser focus, determination, all that. Nothing. The fact that he was just like, nothing. Man, come on. Woo. Come on. 
Let me tell you something. If that was me facing off of Matt Barnes, put bench me. And that and that ball happened to be a burrito, I would have Hilarious. bit it. <laughs> he would have flinched on Somebody like, would have done like that. Ah, it would have been gone. He probably, he probably would have lost half his hand. It's like, damn, how, the whole burrito's gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm committed. All right, the second one isn't much of a uh, as much of a clip as it is just like a, a famous picture that's been going around. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a photo of uh, Kobe that everybody's using, and it's pretty much the t- from the time that he broke his wrist. Have you seen that one? Um, I don't know. I have to see it to right, say yeah and nay. The one where he's in oh the, in, in the, a pajamas. In the gym. Yeah. So this is uh this was put together by a, a list from Business Insider, and this was pretty much uh, a bunch of like little snackable Kobe facts mm-hmm. um, that showed off his intense work ec- work ethic. And I'm trying to like I'm trying to be more disciplined. Like yeah. I'm trying to wake up earlier and have like a better routine. So Man. Kobe is like and it, like I'm I'm trying to learn from this. Yeah. So. Uh, this is uh, for, to start off. Michael Jordan, Kobe's idol, said that Kobe was the only person to ever approach Jordan's work ethic, which I thought was funny. I was like, you know how when you compliment somebody, but you, you also still put yourself in the <laughs> He's like, man, he was the only one who worked as hard as I did. He almost worked as hard almost as I did. Almost worked as hard as me. But he used to show up to practice at 5 a.m. and leave at 7 a.m., and this was in high school. Man. I have such a hard time getting out of bed, so I'm trying to wake up at 5 a.m. Man, I wake up at 6 every, every morning. I wake up at 6. Today I woke up at 4.45 so I can make it to the gym at 6. I was going to the gym downtown just to power lift. Okay, so you're halfway there to Kobe. You just have a lot more body stuff to go. Uh, <laughs> super, super lot more. <laughs> he would make his high school teammates play one-on-one games to 100, which is like, nigga, I'm trying to go home. Right, going by twos? <laughs> Are we counting threes or these just going by twos? Oh, God. Former Lakers player and head coach Brian Scott said that he once found an 18-year-old Bryant shooting in a dark gym two hours before practice. He said, I heard the ball bouncing. No lights were on. Practice was about 11, and this was 9, 9.30 in the morning. He went out to the court and looked. There's Kobe Bryant. He's out there shooting in the dark. He stood there for 10 seconds, and I thought, this kid's going to be great. Uh. Try to throw yourself in his success story. I said it. I called it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Former NBA player and Lakers teammate John Celestand or whatever uh, said Kobe was always the first player in the gym, even when he was hurt. This is the this is where that story came from. Mm. He basically said that Kobe broke his uh, wrist, so the dude was excited. He thought Kobe was injured, so he could beat him to the gym, uh, particularly because Bryant lived over thirty minutes away. Uh, when he came into the gym next morning, Kobe was already in a full sweat with a cast on his right arm, dribbling and shooting with his left. That's crazy, dog. That's fucking insane. That's crazy. That's insanity. Like, damn, you hurt? Like, when I use every excuse I can to stay in bed, I'm like, it's <laughs> raining, I got sniffles, I kind of got a headache. Did you say I got sniffles? I'd be having, I'd be having sniffles. Man. All right. You don't be having sniffles? My nose runs. That's having sniffles. You don't have asthma. You don't get it. He once played left-handed. You do have asthma? Yes. You don't get sniffles? I, my nose runs. My nose gets probably stopped up more than it runs. That's the same thing. All of that is sniffles. Nah. It's congestion. Or he, running nose. He once played left-handed because he injured his right shoulder. Uh, and this was in-game. 
Uh, Shaq said that Kobe used to practice without a ball, which is hilarious. I don't. What does what does that even mean? He said that he would walk in and he'd be cutting and grunting and motioning. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Shaq was like, I thought it was weird, but I'm pretty sure it helped him. Clearly, it did. Uh, <laughs> it said that uh, he was working. He always worked out even uh, earlier than Olympic-level players. So when they went to Vegas for the 2008 Olympics, at the crack of dawn, everybody else uh, came down for team breakfast and to start the training camp. But Kobe comes in with ice on his knees with his trainers and stuff. He's got sweat drenched through his workout gear. And he's like, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, and he's already got three hours in and a full workout into his day. And it's That's just like, crazy. Nigga. Like how do you, that must be so frustrating because you're just like if you're like me it's just like I'm not gonna beat him like, why why try to do neck and neck with that it's just no he's, he's he, he got it he's on a different level bro mentally is like I can't even imagine they uh, said according to his team USA trainer he once held a workout from 4:15 a.m. to 11 a.m. because he refused to leave the gym until he made 800 shots. At least the trainers was getting that overtime. It was just like, yes. damn, I was scheduled for two hours. We have been here for damn. 13. 800 shots? Not 800 points. 800 shots. Oh, that's right. That's very different. That's very different. And then these last three are just funny. He said he used to keep players after practice as guinea pigs um, so that he could try out new moves on them. <laughs> I guess he did like the bench warmers in high school. Yeah, I can see that. Imagine like him doing like a th- behind the back dunk in like a Celtics game, and you being like, "Yeah, he practiced that." All <laughs> I helped him do that. I uh, took the charge the first time, fellas. <laughs> and then he said he was all about improvement, even the tiniest ways. He had Nike shave a few millimeters off of the bottom of his shoes in 2008, so that he can get a hundredth of a second better reaction time. That's Dragon Ball Z level shit. Who thinks like that? Ah, who goes up against shit like that? <laughs> he said he iced his knees for 20 minutes three times a day and did acupuncture, uh, acupuncture so he wouldn't get hurt later. <laughs> and then he has, he, I mean, his, he, you don't even want to know his, his diet plan. It just, it's just going to upset you. He watched. Uh, he watched a film of himself at halftime. Uh, so that he can fight, figure out how to carve out Evie. I mean, if there was ever somebody who just, like, w- took his his craft. Very and, seriously. Jesus Christ. Like, every aspect of getting better. He shattered the normal times table for Achilles surgery recovery. So this is literally Goku shit. This guy was Goku. He was Goku. <laughs> he, he's, this is funny. He scrapped a documentary about himself uh, that was finished and started from scratch because he didn't like the way it turned out. Wow. <laughs> This nigga could play. He taught himself to play Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata by on the piano by ear. It's just like the more you get into this, it's just like okay, nigga. Uh. He flew. He had, <laughs> he had he had claws. This nigga could hear. He had the ability to teleport, but only once a year. He had echolocation and used bat technology and games. It was just like basically. And then the last one says, "Kobe Bryant, Bryant was better than you in every way possible." <laughs> yes. Every way. Pretty much. Pretty like, much. Okay. Yeah, it's just like that. You, you might be, you, you, you might be right. You got that one. You might be right. Um, all right, I just before we uh, end the Kobe, just the Kobe segment. Right, right, right. Out of uh, out of respect, I just wanted to end the story with this uh, 
with his last uh, speech on his last game. This is the Mamba Out speech, uh, just in memoriam of Kobe Bryant, the icon. It's, uh, I can't believe how fast 20 years went by, man. This is crazy. That's crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've, we've been, been through our ups and been through our downs. And uh, I think the most important part is that we all stayed together throughout. You know, I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. Diehard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So, to be drafted and then traded to this organization and to spend 20 years here, I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. And I'm more proud, I'm more proud of the fact that not about the championships, but about the down years. Because we didn't run. We didn't run. We played through all that stuff. And we got our championships. And we did it the right way. I feel like you want to say we played through all that shit. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he's quite <laughs> an expert at censoring himself at this point. For all years of support. Thank you guys for all the motivation. Thank you for all the inspiration. And, uh, you know, what's funny... <laughs> The thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball. And on the last night, they're like, don't pass it. <laughs> this, has been, this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And... Uh, Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Yeah. Mamba out. All right, so that was the uh, that was the Mamba out speech uh, from his last game. I was actually uh, in attendance. Oh, you were there? I was down the street. I didn't. I couldn't afford. Oh, you tickets. know what? Shut I couldn't the fuck. afford tickets. I was at the Staples Center. <laughs> I was at the Staples yes. Center in vicinity. I felt, I felt the energy. Okay. Uh, uh, it's amazing speech. Even hits harder now. Uh, yeah. But before we keep going on the legacy of Kobe Bryant, mm -hmm. we just wanted to shout out our third sponsor of the episode, the Books. Books. The Books. Mm -hmm. Now uh, we've we've talked about them before. Uh, we are big fans of the Books. So yeah. the Books is actually a. Uh, a service that brings fresh farm flowers straight to your door. And this is perfect for gifts. You got mm -hmm. Valentine's Day coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, they're always saying just because your, your girl saying that she don't want nothing doesn't mean she don't deserve nothing. So right. this is an easy gift. Um, and again, it's called the Books. It's, it's like you got you listen, man. These are this is a company that uh, gets their flowers 
direct from the distributors the yeah. and they do it locally. So you mm -hmm. got a better chance of getting your stuff next day, sometimes even same day delivery, fam. Same like, day delivery is crazy that's, clutch. That's, bro, that's, that's you can, it don't get forget. no better than that. You can forget. That's it. Like, you guys, you the know. The books make it okay to forget. Man, I, I'm not, not encouraging that you forget. But okay? I'm saying they got you. They <laughs> got you. Valentine's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, just because flowers. Let me tell you something. You, you send some flowers to your lady, Job just because, just because that's, hey, no, that's different. I just want you to know it's Tuesday, but that's for different. me, it's Babe's Day because I love you. That's horrible. Don't do that. But <laughs> do, the, do the overall concept he's saying. Um, <laughs> and again, doesn't even have to be for lovers. You can show your family, your friends mm -hmm. that you're thinking about them uh, with, with fresh farm flowers delivered right to them at an affordable price. And not only that, they got beautifully styled bouquets. They mm -hmm. got sweet treats. They got plants. They got gifts. They got succulents. I like succulents. I love the succulents. I like chocolates and I like succulents. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> but Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. Uh, check out the Books uh, company. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they, they keep you out the flower shop, all mm -hmm. those random, you know, dying flowers. It Man, stop like they smell buying flowers from Walgreens. I, like, <laughs> I used to be an offender. Before the books, I was an offender. Stop doing it. They don't smell like nothing. They don't. When you, if you get some, when you get books, you get your bouquet from books, you will see that these flowers smell different. They smell mm -hmm. like flowers are supposed to be, uh, are supposed to smell. You get it from Walgreens and your flowers smell like Windex. Okay, that's how they get so those carnations blue. It's for blue Windex in the bucket. So you can get these uh, fresh flowers delivered to you mm -hmm. or whoever you're gifting it to, uh, right at their door. These uh, the bouquets start at thirty nine dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, it's nationwide. And there's even subscriptions if you just want the flowers to keep on coming. Yeah. Uh, so again, this is the, uh, the books. You spell that B O U Q S mm -hmm. like bouquet, and uh, you can get 25% off of your order from the books if you go to uh, books.com/diys. Okay. So again, that's B O U Q S dot com backslash diys. Use our code diys, and you will get 25% of them things off. You got a you got a thing of books, right? Yep, I got a thing of books. I yeah. gave it to my mom and I gave it to my sister. They sent me two. They're gorgeous. I, I recorded it. They hit me up. They said thank you. I said you're welcome. So <laughs> we have at that point, me and the books are homies. <laughs> we are we are homies at that point. That's we super we text dope. each other. Hey, what you doing, big head? Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think that's them texting you back. No, no, that's just me texting them. <laughs> Because I love them so much. So shout out to the books and uh, get you some 25% off of your order and uh, hook yourself up Solid. or a, um, a loved one up for Valentine's Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, we got a lot of... I, I, I talked to a lot of guys about Kobe, got some feedbacks, you know, mm -hmm. shared the story about being a father and all of that type of stuff. But we did not... Well, I feel like I didn't get a lot of feedback from ladies, man. So I Absolutely. want to see how... Some ladies are taking this tragic loss and what mm -hmm. Kobe meant to them. And we luckily have a young lady in the studio. Your money. Your money. Come on over. Hey, Come on up. I'm gonna go, I was going to give him my suit. Okay. Well, you don't want to see? Oh, I can stand. I can. Okay. I got hips. So I'll just. It's like I'm always seating either way. <laughs> right so right here. Introduce yourself. Okay. Hi. I'm Yamani. <laughs> I'm Yamani. <laughs> All right, Yamani, you are uh, you were born and raised in LA. I I indeed was so born and raised. What was what was Kobe Bryant like to you as somebody who 
was pretty much the the proclaimed king of LA. Yeah, I mean, he was everything. I was in middle school when, you know, the whole three-peat happened mm -hmm. and just, you know, Kobe. Like, it right. was a thing. It was, you know, right. our pride and joy. It was very much um, definitely an LA representative. So, mm -hmm. it, this one, you know, we didn't even get through a year without losing another, you know, really. LA's hurting right now. LA representative, someone who meant a lot to us. So yeah, it, it, it definitely hurt. Um, just kind of putting myself in his wife's shoes, just mm -hmm. losing a child and it's right. just devastating, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, yeah, just really devastating. Okay, really for man, me. no, for real though. Yeah, did you real. like, uh, what was your experience like growing up with Kobe, like, did you ever get a chance to go into any games, or like, did you have any family members that were huge Kobe fans? Were you a huge Kobe fan? Yeah, um, I the only reason I know anything about basketball is because of Kobe. Um, uh -huh. It was something that I bonded with my dad over. Same. In 2010, we got to go to Game Three, oh, uh, and it was awesome. That's you know, super was, nice. <laughs> that's a light flex right there. <laughs> what were you doing in 2003? <laughs> like, were you at the second game? The first I, game? I was at the third. I was one. at the third, the one that mattered. <laughs> that would so be crazy. You know. Crazy, but yeah. you know, things happen. That's my dog. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was how I bonded with my dad. Like, he, you know, I just remember him yelling at the TV constantly during right. that time. And it was just it was just a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Big part of my of growing up in L.A., uh, definitely a big part of just sports culture in L.A. Do you have any jerseys? I do. Okay. So, did you stay in L.A. until now? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. well, I left a couple years ago, but I, for, for the most part. Okay, so... I asked that to say, mm -hmm. were you wearing the Kobe jersey backwards in the Dipset era, in the Nelly era? <laughs> we cannot deny that that happened. Oh, wow. that, that <laughs> it happened. Happened. So were you rocking the backwards jerseys like myself? I wasn't, but I had the jersey dress, though. Pop in. That, that's you what had the jersey dress? Jersey dress, that was their, That was y'all version. the Tour. That was y'all version. At the forum. Wow. <laughs> that was y'all version of the backwards jersey. It See, was. When I, when I was in high school, uh, which is a couple years before you guys, um, we were rocking the Hardwood Classics. Like the throwback jerseys with Oscar. Mm, mm -hmm. Like that was like, I mean, we were dropping, bro, insane amounts of money. I probably spent, on one jersey one time, I remember I spent $350. God damn. On a throwback freaking jersey. Now I was working at White Castle. Just, just ridiculous. Jesus. I always wanted the Pistol Pete. I could never find <laughs> really it. Possible. The, jer the jersey itself was trash, but I liked that his name was Pistol Pete and I wanted one. <laughs> but I never got it. Never seen him play. None of that. I was just like, hey. Pistol Pete? I can't tell you how many horrible fashion choices were made in the early 2000s. All of them. Early Most 2000s. Them. Like <laughs> the DuPont jackets, the race jackets, DuPont. DuPont's oh, with all the The, the Eminem, the UPS. Oh, 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 man. I wanted the Viagra ones. I had. I didn't have the Viagra. I had the Oreo. I had the Eminem. Niggas M &M, had the Oreo. And I had. Um, niggas had any of them, it was the Oreo it. one. It was Ooh. another one with like oil. It was like ST something. No, it wasn't the Wonder Bread one. My cousin had that one, so we swapped. So it looked like I had that one. That's uh, what you do. You had to get yeah, cool yeah. with somebody, or your cousin had to get a couple jacks done. Look like you got five of them. You like, you know, that's kind of what I do. You know, what just free advertising. Like that's all. That's it was. really, <laughs> really, really, really. I can't was. believe we did any of that. It was a <laughs> lot of bad choices made. Fat Albert was the worst. Oh, Fubu, Platinum Fubu. Oh, fat hundreds farm, of dollars on Fat Farm. Hundreds of dollars on Platinum Food. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was like, that was an age where it's just like, you get cool stuff and you put it on. I had white and blue Tracy McGrady's that I was wearing with like red FUBU jerseys and like like brown Fat Albert shirt. You're just like, 
This is how. This is how. This is how I wear them all together. All you don't even think about. Oh it. man, it was. I ass. was wearing the do rag with the hat sitting on the top like Memphis Bleak. Oh, 50 Cent. Just, oh man. Well, I had got it kind of from Memphis Bleak. Uh, so Mem Bleak used to rock it like that. The do rag kind of open, the hat kind of cocked like that. And in Bleak, I was I was all in. Doing that Rockefeller phase? Oh man, man I had the pro cans heavy. I had the two tone do rag mm-hmm. with now, a headband and a hat. Oh, when Nelly first came out, fam, that was, you that was G. You couldn't find a do rag in St. Louis when Nelly first came out. That, we had oh, bought right. every do rag and every headband and every black roll of electrical tape that we were putting on our face. Oh, y'all were really we doing were that? In, Oh, y'all were in St. Louis. I get it. We were hard body dedicated to Why it. Was, when was it the electrical tape and when was it the band-aid? When was the band-aid? But it was like the... It's actually the thing that football players put under their eyes. Like those little black things. That's, I think it's just I like... I the light or something. Yeah, something like that. They used to do that. But it was a band-aid too. The band-aid was literally just to cover a pimple. For him? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what he said? Yeah. And then it caught on. And they started doing it with the black. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, so Band Aid was first, then mm-hmm. it became. I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe the zit oh, never went away. Hey, my phone. <laughs> I definitely had apple bottoms. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> did, you have, did you have boots with the fur? Absolutely. You had to. I had to. It was. You did you have the baby to. fat jacket with the fur on it? Absolutely. Okay. Listen, I held on to that. That was a rite of passage. Bitter end. Yes. The bitter end. We had a yeah. term called doo doo daddies and doo doo mamas, and that's how they dressed. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying you. <laughs> Much like I was a doo-doo daddy. It's okay. It's okay. If you were alive and in LA and listened to rap, yeah, I, was, you I were went to La Tierra, so Man. I was definitely in there. I had some chicks <laughs> in high school that had the Timberland boots, the Timberland with the heels. Mm. Oh wow! And then they had the Timberland boots that that it was like a small, like just a small heel on it, but it came up yeah. to the knee, the the, the weight ones. Bro, you wow. couldn't tell us nothing in the early wow. 2000s, bro. We thought I we was that. doing it. Someone should have told us something. <laughs> I was what the old my... folks did, they just was like, the fuck are these kids? Yeah, because look how ridiculous we look. We were walking around in 6XTs, like, like yeah. Oh, my God. Just like none of our Baby stuff pink. fits. We had just giant jeans, giant. I, when Babe came out, I looked ridiculous. Wow. I looked like a clown. I was walking around in bright pink and yeah. yellow and orange, and I was getting my T-shirts from the liquor store. Pro clubs were popping. <laughs> it was Kitchen a lot. tag rips. It was Be careful. a lot. Oh, man. This was all the things that made Kobe Kobe. And yeah. what made L.A. L.A. And what made Kobe the king of L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a cool way to wrap it up. We just thought about the cool things that made LA LA. I'm in a better mood already. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. All right. Well, thank you to our guests. Thank you for your uh, your input oh, on. Uh, Let the spirits the end. <laughs> yeah, because you know I, I was I was feeling out on an island because I was just like this is very much an LA loss. Uh, but uh, you know you you've been out here long enough. I've been ten the, years, man. You can feel the you can feel the heat. I definitely the felt coldiness. it, bro. Um, but it definitely it. came from uh, a big part of it was the the natives who grew up here, mm-hmm. and especially like mm-hmm. that twenty five to thirty five year mark where it's just like you grew, you didn't know a time without it. So yeah. it's just like we I was twenty say, years, bro. It's pretty crazy. That's a long time. Like we didn't. Michael Jordan is still alive, so we mm-hmm. have never gone through something like this except like maybe Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a LA thing, but it's it you know it's felt around the world. Yeah, um, but yeah, shout out to Kobe Bryant. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace to his daughter. Everybody on the, on the helicopter. In um, LA, we will get through this. Yeah, we will get through this. Always do. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the good thing about the Nipsey, what happened with Nipsey thing is that we came together after that in a way that I've never seen it before. So I'm looking forward to see how the city comes together. I'm going to be honest with you. I just realized that I'm probably not even on the camera on the iPad. So oh, if that right. like, that's a, that's is that what's kind of like just off to the corner? Like, yeah, Tahir this is beautiful yeah. now. <laughs> and like, Tahir got thick as fuck. God damn. Uh, but that reminds me, uh, if you are watching and you want to join our Patreon, mm -hmm. uh, make sure you look us up, Damn Internet You Scary, on Patreon. Uh, we are doing early episodes and bonus content mm -hmm. as well. So sign up as soon as you can. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we will see you next time. I've been your host, Patrick Cloud. I'm to hear more. Thank you to our guest. Yamani. And we'll see you next time. See you guys. Peace.